Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Entrepreneurial Mortgage Professional Podcast. This is the podcast where we interview successful mortgage professionals to learn about their journey, the obstacles that they've overcome, and how you can model their approach to build your mortgage business. My name is Andrew Alex, and I'm joined by my wonderful, astute, handsome, ah, tall, powerful. Not, not that tall co-host scott solari scott how are you i'm doing great andrew it's good to see you as always that beard i'm so jealous of oh thank you very much you're painting an excellent visual uh painting or an audio painting for our our uh, listeners out there well yeah they should know what we look like i, I mean, guess so yeah so use your imaginations um Today on the podcast, we have a great guest. His name is Bob Malone. He's a loan officer and team leader in Boston, Massachusetts, my old stomping grounds, with Radius Financial Group, Inc. After leaving a military career that included combat medic deployment in Afghanistan, Bob embarked on his mortgage career and over the last year and a half has built a top producing team of three staff around him. Scott, I have a question for you, and that is... What are all of our excellent listeners going to learn from your interview with Bob? Well, Andrew, they're going to learn that um, the importance of having systems in place with customer service, with follow-up phone calls, and making sure that everything goes smoothly um, you know, during the transaction, obviously. And then uh, you're also going to learn about how he helps his referral partners, his realtors, convert leads that they've generated that they've kind of let go, that they haven't nurtured or stayed in touch with, his team actually follows up with those leads and basically gives that business back to that realtor, which is which is really great. So it's a, it's a great tool and way for him to you know help his uh, realtor partners get more business. Makes sense to me. Let's jump right in and find out exactly how Bob gets it done. And we'll check in with you after the interview. I'm super excited to have uh, Bob Malone, right? Am I saying it right? Malone? You're saying it right. Yeah, first shot. Good job. All right, Bob. Thanks so much for being here, man. I'm really excited because um, you know you run in some circles of of people that are doing amazing things in the mortgage profession, and so I appreciate you uh, being on the podcast. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. So, first off, you know, tell me a little bit about give me give me your background. I want people that are you know are listening. You know, our audience is probably newer mortgage professionals or maybe working on a team and are just trying to get a leg up with uh, education and understanding how to run their business the right way. H- how did you get to where you are today? Tell me a little bit about your background, your story. The, the background itself isn't terribly sexy. I was a new kid coming out of college. Um, I had just done a tour. I was in the army. I did a tour in Afghanistan back in 2002 to into 2003 came home and was uh, sending out my resume. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And uh, I was waiting tables at the same restaurant I waited tables at throughout college and ended up waiting on uh, one of the owners of Radius Financial Group, the company I work for. Uh, She said, what are you doing now? I said, I was sending out my resume. She said, why don't you come work for me? I said, okay. And uh, fast forward 13 years later, and here I am talking with you. Ah, I love that. I love that. (laughs) Just recruited right out of a restaurant. Uh, that's fantastic. That's such a cool, that's, mean, it? Uh, that's great. Yeah, man. So, you know, tell us a little bit about, you, you said you recently have been running a team. Um, tell me a little bit about, uh, the team setup that you have to keep, uh, the consistency in month after month on, on hitting the, the loan goals that I know you guys probably have. 
Sure. That's what it's all about. You know, so the mortgage industry has changed so much from when, just from when I got into the business, you know, that was, you know, the height of the sort of subprime days, anybody with a pulse, you know, barely a pulse could get a mortgage, you know, fast forward to now after all the tightening and now the, the mortgage industry just changed so much. So it's more important now than ever to have a system, to be a slave to that system and follow that system. And, uh, you know, what I've done is, um, create a system where, uh, my team takes care of, uh, my new referrals, uh, pre-approvals, pre-qualifications, uh, refinances, uh, and just really keeps an eye on them, takes care of them, acts as their concierge through the home search. And, uh, you know, what that allows me to do is if I'm taking better care of them, uh, I have to, I don't really have to work as hard to get new referrals because, my, um, you know, closing ratio is going up. So I'm just closing more of the same referrals I've always gotten. Of course, you're going to get more business as a result of, you know, having a more streamlined system. But, um, you know, they take care of my uh, new clients, um, you know, at, at a concierge white glove service type level. And then once my, uh, you know, clients find a home, go from pre-approval to contract, I have someone else uh, who's really my, my anchor in the uh, office, uh, her name is Aubrey. She's the one that works uh, on my pipeline just to make sure that even before a file goes to processing or goes to underwriting, that uh, every T is crossed, every I is dotted. She's the one that's going to update my clients regularly every Tuesday to make, at the very least, to make sure that they're fully up to date as to where their application stands. Um, she's the one that makes sure our rate lock dates, our closing dates, our mortgage commitment and approval dates are uh, are absolutely covered um, so that nothing um, you know, goes unnoticed. She's the one that's always there making sure it happens. And, um, you know, I'm the one that oversees all of this. Awesome. I, I love that, man. Cause I, you know, and what I heard there is the, the communication when, you know, that's one of the biggest things, um, you know, when you're working with the client is making sure that you're communicating with them, uh, enough. And it looks like you have that, that system in place to really make sure that, that the, the service part is getting all taken care of. That's what it is. You know, um, this, the the um, the system that I have my people following right now and, and I follow is one where we do touch our clients a lot. We do touch our realtors a lot. And sometimes people even ask, you know, is this just too much? And I my response is always the same. If a realtor ever calls me and tells me that I or my, cl or my team is calling them and updating them on their clients too much, I'm going to give every person on my team a raise. I want that. That's a good problem to have. It hasn't <laughs> happened because they love to be updated. Um, you know, you can never update these people too much. And, um, you know, because the alternative is what they're used to never getting an update ever. That's just the standard in our industry. And, uh, we all sell the same stuff, but if you can make your stuff, you know, that, you know, that, you know, provide them with, with that plus one level of service, um, you're going to be a game changer. You're going to be a difference maker. Yeah, I, I love that, man. That that really resonates with uh, some of the philosophies that we have in our own company. So I'm glad I'm glad to hear that someone else is doing the same thing. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna jump over and and ask you some uh, questions about you know what a lot of more professionals struggle with, which is um, making sure that they're getting enough leads or they're working with enough enough referral partners. So talk to me a little bit about how you focus in on your referral partner relationships with with real estate agents. And what you're what you're helping them do to make sure that um, you're you know you're helping them grow their business, and at the same time, it's obviously uh, growing your business. 
Well, that's it. You know, I think initially, you know, what the way that people think, number one, typically is, well, my realtor gives me referrals and I have to give all my realtors referrals back. And, you know, some people do work with a couple of realtors and they're able to send, you know, a referral here or there. You know, I tell my realtors, the realtors that I work with and they respect this, if I had enough buyers or sellers to give my realtors, I'd be a realtor myself, you know, because I, and I'd be the richest realtor in the world. Um, you know, but I don't. So the way that I'm going to, um, uh, you know, really help them is in a few ways. Number one is to close that is to help them close more transactions faster. And the way that I can do that is with the level of service that I provide, uh, you know, to my realtors with the team that I have and the operations uh, systems that I have at Radius Financial Group. So even after TRID, we're closing loans in three weeks. We're closing loans in four weeks. And other places might not even allow you to, to get a commitment letter out in four weeks. But um, the system that I have is one where we can offer that, help them close more transactions faster. Additionally, because we have people on my team designated just for people in the pre-approval stage, um, they're checking in and they're keeping track they're dripping on those people that are that are active or maybe even inactive home buyers. There's nothing better than when a realtor thinks a borrower dropped off the face of the earth or a buyer dropped off the face of the earth. They're just uninterested or something happened where they can't buy now. But we check in with them 12 months, 13, 14 months later and revive that referral and reintroduce them to that realtor. That's like us giving, you know, that's us giving a referral to a realtor that they gave to us first, you know, it's, it's fantastic. And that's just another way that we help them close more transactions. So what type of systems do you put in place um, in order to, you know, to stay in touch with these, these leads that they're generating? Because I know that's, that's one thing that a lot of realtors, you know, fall short of is, uh, you know, they're, they're always looking for the, the next new lead and the next deal and they don't do enough to convert the leads that have already generated. So what, what, how do you help them? What systems? I mean, obviously you, you're doing some phone call follow-up, but what other things are you doing to, to help them convert that business? Sure. So what I do is I focus. So number one, we do have a CRM that we use that automatically drips on all of our past leads. How good that is, you know, I really don't know, but it keeps our name and our faces in front of them. Um, you'll get those people almost by accident. So if you have a CRM and somebody comes back to you because you've been dripping on them, they come back to you, great, it's better than not having one. But uh, you know, those ones you get back, you really get back by accident. Um, I have two people that focus just on taking care of those home buyers that are actively or inactively looking for homes, people that we've issued pre-qualifications or pre-approvals on. Uh, one specifically works that white glove level service with people that we've pre-approved over the last quarter. So she's talking with them regularly on a weekly basis. If you fall outside of that most recent first quarter, my, the other person that takes care of you know, people in the, in the, in the pre-approval stage, um, he's gonna check in with you twice a month, once every other week. So what he's gonna do is go back to the previous six months, people that we have outstanding, pre-approvals that we have outstanding, and he's going to touch base with them over the last, those people who have been pre-approved over the last two years, uh, twice a month. Just a phone call, maybe, uh, you know, a voicemail message, um, just letting them know what's going on in the market and, uh, you know, letting them know that we're here to help. Finally, I send my pre-approvals uh, clients um, a video 
once a month, just letting them know what's going on with interest rates, what's going on with the market. You know, if we if I, if I came across a, an article that I might have found interesting, I might attach that with the video. It's again another touch point. So between me, our CRM, the videos, the uh, the phone calls from either Lucy or Chris, the two members of my team, um, you know, we are hopefully top of mind. Awesome, I, I love that, man. I think. Uh... You know, you hit the nail on the head with uh, just staying on top of them, staying in touch, but adding value as well uh, along the way, so that they, um, you know, when they are ready to do some business, that that you're there uh, to help them and and to help the realtor, which is uh, which is fantastic. So jumping, uh, you know, jumping back a little bit, Bob, how do you, you know, as a mortgage professional? You know, where do you start in order to start? You know, what's your sales proposition? What's your what's your unique value that you can uh, go to a, a top realtor and present it to them and present what you're doing to them? Like, where do you start to even get out there and get in front of them? Well, I think that the best way to start is with people you already do business with, and if the, the people you already do business with, they love the level of service you're providing, and they should be your biggest advocates. And there's nothing wrong with calling a realtor you already do business with and say, hey, I love working with you so much and I really appreciate our relationship. Is there anybody else in your office that you know who is a producer that might also be you know, open for a cup of coffee that could benefit from the services that I provide? And they will bend over backwards to introduce you to other people in their office. So at that point, you know, maybe they have told the other realtor in their office that you might be calling. But if they haven't, you can at the very least say, hey, I got your name from so-and-so, your coworker. Uh, she and I, or he and I have been working together for the last few years. And, uh, you know, they mentioned that you might also um, benefit from some of the services I provide. And I'd love to talk with you about that. So if you had time for a cup of coffee, I'll come by and, and, and we can talk about it. And uh, so just a, a warm lead from somebody you already do business with, an advocate, is a, is a, is a great way to start. Nice. That's great, man. So Bob, tell me, so you, you have this focus on your referral partners, you have, uh, um, you know, get, you know, getting business from them. What do you do to stay in touch with your own past clients and generate, you know, referrals and, or refinances on that side? What are you proactively doing for that part of the business? So when it comes to, um, staying in touch with my past clients, um, at the very least, they're going to get monthly videos from me um, and also letters of the heart from me, just letting them know where I'm at, uh, you know, personally and professionally. Typically, the videos, um, I like to keep somewhat um, professional, and the, the letters come uh, from a more personal perspective, um, letting them know how my family is, um, you know, what my kid's been up to, good and bad. And, um, you know, how life is going, you know, with me at the end of the day. So hopefully they get to know really both sides of me, the personal side and the professional side a little bit better. Awesome. I love that. So, you know, as a, as a mortgage professional, you know, if they're in the process of like, you know, trying to add staff members, assistants, which I'm sure you were there at at some point, like what would you say to them to, as far as like 
taking those steps to, to add staff to really get the, because I think the, 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 the thing that you talked about at the beginning with the communication side of it and the service side is the most important thing to open up all these other pieces, because if you don't have that and you can't rely on that, then it's going to be hard for you to go uh, convince, you know, your realtor partners to do certain type of uh, business with you or to go and go above and beyond for your past clients. If you can't even service the ones you're working with right now. Right. So like, what do you, what do you suggest? Like, where do you start to go and make those steps to, to improve that part of the business? I think first of all, you have to have faith. Um, it's very scary. We, we first get into this business and it's a hundred percent commission and we think, Oh my God, how am I going to put food on my table? Then you start thinking about hiring other people. So you don't have to worry about just putting food on your own table, closing enough loans to do that. You need to close enough loans to put food on your team members' tables too, right? And it's incredibly intimidating, nerve-wracking. But at the end of the day, you have to have faith in yourself. Because when you're meeting with a realtor and you present yourself as the best loan officer working for the best company, you're asking for them to put their faith in you that you are in fact that mortgage loan officer that you're, that you're representing. But if you don't have faith in yourself, knowing that if I had one more person, could I get more business? Yep. If I had two more people, could I get that much more business? Yep. Without that kind of faith, how can you expect somebody else to put their faith into you? Um, and that's, that's really, you know, uh, the mentality that I've relied on. Additionally, I think that um, uh, the more mouths you have to feed, the bigger the motivation is to do more loans. So being uncomfortable in business is good because if you're uncomfortable in business, you're growing. And that can only be a good thing. Awesome. So um, what do you suggest the – you know, if the LOs, um, you know, because we, we, we talk about the, the volatility index of, you know, hiring the wrong people then having to fire them and kind of, you know, doing, going ups, ups and downs, ups and downs with the business. What do you, you know, what, what do you do to, to find the right people and hire the right people into your business to make sure that, you know, you grow in the right way? Obviously, um, everyone makes mistakes with hiring, but what do you do to limit that, you know, and make sure you're getting the right people into the business and the right culture? They're a great question. So it's, there's nothing more difficult that I've found in business than hiring. Um, you know, partially because we don't have a crystal ball. So you really can just make uh, the best decision you can make based on the information you have. And the more information you have, obviously the better. So um, personality tests, like a DISC test, D-I-S-C, uh, is really important. Um, that, at the very least, is going to give you some insight into uh, the real person, not just the person that comes dressed up in an interview um, and, is, and is on really their best behavior and presenting their best self at that interview. Um, then once you do decide to hire that person, I think a lot of times people just fall into, okay, here's your job, and you know, basically in, in, in one day figure out, and talk to my clients the same way that I do or that I've learned to do in a 13-year period. That's never going to happen. You have to train every single day and set clear expectations and have a, uh, a set system for people to follow. 
Um, because if you do that, that gives you something to train to, number one. But it also gives you something or gives you something to grade them against. Um, it's not okay just to tell someone they didn't do a good job. You have to tell them with tangible reasons why they didn't do a good job and what they need to do to be better. You can't just say you have to be better than that. You can't be vague. You can't be general. And then at the end of the day, if you do decide to fire them, if you fire them and, weren't, and, and you didn't give them those tangible uh, things to be measured by, um, then you were the one that failed, not them. Yeah, that's good, man. Um, so last question here for you, Bob. Um, if someone uh, wanted to connect with you or reach out to you, uh, that's that's really looking to you know have some structure and system in their business. And uh, what's the what's the best way to connect, man? I'd say the best way to connect is by email. Um, B Malone at radiusgrp.com. My last name is spelled a little differently. You got it right the first time, Scott, which is great. But that's B as in Bob. Last name Malone. M E L O N E at radius, R-A-D-I-U-S, G-R-P, like short for group, dot com. And I'd be happy to help. There's nothing I enjoy more um, than, than helping people, um, personally and professionally. And, um, you know, if anybody could use some, uh, some advice, I'd be more than happy to help. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Scott, thank you very much for your interview. I really want to thank Bob Malone for his time and sharing his expertise with all of us here at the podcast, as well as everyone listening. And I have to say, I really loved his focus on adding value to his referral partners. I mean, making sure that your referral partners are successful and is and being so hands-on the way he is, is going to guarantee that those people look to him as someone who is constantly adding value to their business and therefore somebody they're always going to want to work with, which, you know, it just naturally makes sense. Yeah, Andrew, I mean, I, I couldn't have said it better myself. I mean, he just, you know, having those follow-up systems in place to help convert those leads that his realtors are generating um, and, and give that business back to the realtor. It's it's adding a ton of value. So I, I I love that. I love his business strategy, and it's it's simplistic, but it but he gets the job done. He's got everything in place to make sure that not only him but everyone else around him is successful. So it's awesome. Sounds awesome to me. And I want to thank you one more time, Scott. I really want to thank Bob Malone for coming on the show, doing the interview. Thank you for your expertise and your service. And thanks again to all of our listeners out there who are listening to the podcast. If you are interested in sending us some feedback or talking to Scott maybe about how to add some value using video yourself, Scott, where can they reach you? Yeah, so if they want to learn how to you know, educate their referral partners and stay in front of them, they can reach out to me, Scott at GetViral, G-E-T-V-Y is in yellow, R-A-L dot com, and I'd be more than happy to chit-chat. Sounds good. With that, we're going to wrap this episode up. My name is Andrew Alex. And I'm Scott Solari. And we'll see all of you next week on the Entrepreneurial Mortgage Professional Podcast. Take care.